Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. There are a couple of things about this time of year. One, it's the middle of winter break and everyone has been in the house together and any minute now your kid's going to say the B word, bored. And two, we are days away from New Year's Eve and with the rise of Omicron variant in the city and around the United States and our area, families may find themselves hunkering down for winter and doing New Year's in again. Our next guest can help us out with both of those scenarios. Hit the kitchen with your kids. Melissa Clark, friend of the show and food columnist for the New York Times, recently wrote a cookbook called that is perfect for this moment. It's called Kid in the Kitchen, 100 Recipes and Tips for Young Home Cooks. And she joins us now to give us some advice about cooking with kids and take your calls. We know a lot of you are big fans of Melissa Clark, as are we. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Allison. Listeners, adults and kids, we want to hear from you. What are you making in the kitchen this holiday season? Are you currently in the kitchen throwing something together right now? Maybe some holiday treats. 212-433-WNYC. 212-433-9692. Tell us what you're cooking. Or you can tweet to us or send us a message on Instagram. Same handle for both, at all of it, WNYC. Youngest listeners, what makes you excited to cook in the quick kitchen? Maybe you have a question for Melissa Clark on how to use a certain tool or a particular recipe. 212-433-WNYC. 212-433-9692. Grownups, you can get involved in this too if you have a question for Melissa. So Melissa, let's say a parent's listening right now is thinking, I'm going to get the kid in the kitchen, get them going. What is a good starter recipe? Well, I mean, first of all, you should absolutely start with a recipe that your kid wants to make. Like, what are their favorite foods? What do they love to eat? Because if they're nagging you to make that thing that they really want, isn't it better to teach them how to make that thing that they really want? Um, whatever it is, you know, is it pancakes? Is it hot chocolate? Is it... Um, I mean, crazy enough for my daughter, the recipe we started her off with was salad because she loves salad. She's always loved salad and she eats it with her hands right out of the bowl. She has her own bowl. She makes it herself. (laughs) She's been doing it since she's seven. And now she's also the salad maker for the whole family. So we started her with the green stuff. um, But then the second recipe was pancakes (laughs) with lots of maple syrup. So start with the foods that they love. All right. So, you know, you mentioned salad. I don't always think of winter and salad, but we can put that aside nope. for a minute. I'm thinking cozy. <laughs> when you said the pancakes, I went straight to pancakes because it's holiday season and it's winter. When you think about a recipe being cozy or food being cozy, what comes to mind? For I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is melted cheese. That's where I'm at, you know, with cozy. It's like I'm, I want like salty um, soft, gooey, melted cheese. I want, you know what I want? I want a grilled cheese sandwich fried up in a pan with butter. And then when you press down, the cheese should just start coming right out on the pan and it should turn brown. So you've got the gooey inside of the sandwich, but then you have Mm -hmm. the browned cheese and the browned crust. So to me, that is like the perfect comfort food. And that is something that your child can absolutely make 
Um, if they love grilled cheese, teach them how to make grilled cheese. Another great thing, if you are cozy but you want something sweet, I think hot chocolate is perfect. Um, hot chocolate is, you know, if you make it from scratch, instead of using the opening the, uh, the little pouch, it tastes so much better. And it's a great way for kids to get creative because there's so many ways you can flavor a little pot of hot chocolate. If you've got candy canes lying around from Christmas, take the candy canes, unwrap them, and you can just use them as like stirs and they'll add oh, peppermint okay. flavor. Right. You can add vanilla, um, mm -hmm. cinnamon. So and then who doesn't love a, a nice cup of hot chocolate with marshmallows, with whipped cream. And by the way, get your kids, teach them how to make whipped cream because homemade whipped cream is the bomb. It is the best. So, you know, get, get them a big old whisk or teach them how to use the mixer. You brought me to my next question. Tools, because you said whipped cream. I thought, oh, mixer. Certain age group, probably not the best idea to give them the hand mixer. Um, what are some tools that you recommend parents that their kids practice with? Some of the starter well, equipment. Well, you know, I think even young kids can use a mixer. You know, you do have to supervise your kids in the kitchen. You know, don't think of it as when they get older, you're teaching them skills when they're young. And as they get older, they'll be independent and they'll be able to cook for you, which is a great payoff for taking the time with them when they're little. But when they're little, think of it as this is a family activity. You need to be with them in the kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. So get the mixer out, you know, put it in, put it in their little hands and you hold your hand over them and you help them, you know, turn it around, help them figure out what does it feel like? You know, it's actually really fun for a kid to be sort of in control. You know, they mm -hmm. think they're in control when they're really little, but you're right there helping them. You are. Um, and it's great family time. So I would say really any, anything that you feel safe with, in your hands, if you're right there with the kids, I mean, obviously, you know, the littlest kids shouldn't have the sharpest knives, but you know your kid best. And I think it's really important to listen to your gut with it. Um, some kids as young as eight can handle, you know, sharp knives. They can handle paring knives. So really supervise them, let them experiment. Um, and then, you know, before you do, though, always teach them the basic rules. You know, if like the st they know the stove is hot, right? So mm -hmm. make sure they know where the oven mitts are. You know, make sure they know that, um, you know, the, where the controls are. And um, so it's like it's walking this little, it's this line between having faith in your child and knowing what your child can handle, but on the other side, giving them some independence. Let's take some calls. Leela is calling in from Bed-Stuy on line four. Hi, Leela. Hey, how are you? I am doing great. <laughs> I, oh, I hear somebody. We, are you? Yes, I'm here with Violet. She's very shy all of a sudden, but we <laughs> we wanted to share that we have been. We're both vegan. Um, we've been making vegan mince pies, British, of course. Um, but also, she's discovered how to make boba tea, and so there's been an ongoing boba tea situation in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Is Violet listening? Can she hear me? She can hear you. Violet, what do you like about boba tea? I like that the boba is chewy. <laughs> it's <answer>. chewy enough. <laughs> Violet, thank you for calling in as well as Leela. Let's go to Martha calling in from Vegas. Hi, Martha. How are you? Hi, Martha. Thank God I'm doing better now. Good. I've been I'm stuck in the house with my husband. We've both been sick, but not COVID. So when I'm stuck in the house, I use the opportunity, and I'm not going to the stores, not going to the stores much anyway because of COVID. Um, I take the opportunity to rummage through my pantry, rummage through my refrigerator, 
rummage through my freezer and say, what can I do with this? What can I make do with without having to go to the store? And often I come up with a very unusual mishmash of canned things, packaged things, frozen things that have been in there for six months that are too good to throw away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's not Passover yet, so I'm not ready to give it up. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to make do with got to make do with what you have. Like your attitude on that, Martha. Thank you so much. Let's go to Carlos calling in from Brooklyn. Hi, Carlos. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi, Allison. I'm actually calling from the Bronx. Oh, Bronx. Yeah. Tell us what's going on. The boogie down Bronx. Right on. What are you making? Well, we are making what we usually make uh, starting at Thanksgiving. Uh, with the kids, and we've been doing it for about four years now. Uh, they're 12 and 9, but they really get into it. Uh, it's their grandmother's coquito recipe. Uh, coquito is a Puerto Rican version of eggnog. I guess that's the best way mm-hmm. to describe it. And we make it as a version, because it usually doesn't involve alcohol. It's coconut-based. It has... Egg yolks, we save the egg whites and do stuff with that later. And uh, coconut milk, uh, coconut cream, nutmeg. You can add some star anise and stuff like that. And uh, and so we make it virgin because the kids are the ones involved in making it. We save some batches and then we add rum to that for the adult <laughs> friends who always ask for their batch. The after hours crew. Ready? Don't forget my coquito. <laughs> um, and then, you know, with the egg whites, we make, uh, we just made uh, scallion pancakes. And we're going to experiment because we got gifted an ice cream maker. Ooh. So it's a nostalgia electric ice cream maker. So we're going to try to make coquito ice cream. I love everything about that last sentence. Coquito ice cream. Thanks, Carlos, for calling in. My guest is Melissa Clark. The name of her book is Kid in the Kitchen, 100 Recipes and Tips for Young Home Cooks. Go, Melissa. I was going to say that Coquito ice cream is a brilliant idea because Coquito is like a custard. You know, I think it would work perfectly in the ice cream machine. Um, in fact, I think the Times did a story recently on people um, making Coquito ice cream as well. So fantastic idea. I love that call. I love that it was also a family recipe. It's something to do special at the holidays. When you're thinking about somebody sitting home now and thinking, like, I'd love to do something special for New Year's Eve. What's a, a fairly simple New Year's Eve recipe to try out with the kids? And then what's an example of one that's a little more complicated if your kids are already in, in the kid chef mode? I think, you know, I think for kids, um, something simple that kids can make, even really young kids, they can make shortbread cookies. They are so easy. And what's great about them, you know, we were talking about which kitchen tools to use. You know, the best kitchen tools, especially for little kids, are their hands. They're clean hands, you know. So get a big bowl. And um, I have a recipe in the cookbook, but there's also a recipe, um, a similar recipe at um, on NYT, um, at NYT Cooking. Um, and it's called, uh, I think it's called sugared shortbread. And I can tell all of your listeners how to make it. It is so easy. You melt two sticks of butter, you have two cups of flour, and you add about half a cup of sugar. You just mix it all up in a bowl, and you press it into a pan and bake it at 350. Now, the trick here 
is you use your hands to mix it so your, your kids can get in there and they can really have fun. They can press it right into that pan. And then when it comes out of the oven, you take more sugar and you let your kids sprinkle a little more sugar onto that hot shortbread. And it just, it adds this incredible sandy texture. This is a keeper recipe. Um, you can flavor it any way you want. You can add almond extract. You can add mint extract. You can add some, you know, grated citrus zest is fabulous. And, um, Everybody loves it. So I would say that is your easy recipe for New Year's, which is, you know, involves the whole family. For something a little more complicated, I'd say get your kids into, you know, cooking um, a main course. How about roasting a chicken? A roasted chicken is an incredibly easy thing to make. Um, you can perfect it from, you know, for the rest of your life to try to get the perfect roast chicken. But you can do it today with your young kids and get a very excellent roast chicken. So I would say those are my two. Homey, cozy, and delicious. Follow-up, how long do you cook the shortbread for? Um, you want to do it, um, so you do it at 350 until about 25 to 35 minutes, depending on your oven. It's done as soon as the outer corners look a little bit golden brown. You don't want to overcook it. It'll be dry. So you're just looking for that touch of golden color. And another tip here, you want to just make sure to cut it into squares while it's still a little bit warm. Once it cools down, it, it'll crumble if you try to cut it. So there's another tip for you. Like both of those, my guest is Melissa Clark. We're talking about cooking with your kids. We have a call from Mia calling in from West New York, who has a just a, a generic question for you. Not Well, it's not that generic, actually. Hi, Mia. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Melissa, um, this is actually not a kid question, but an adult question. Um, do you have any advice on the best way to cut and peel a pomelo without absolutely, like, wrecking it to bits. Um, I, I oh. found one <laughs> a couple of years ago at Whole Foods, tried it, and just killed it. And I see it again recently. I just bought one because they're so lovely. I, I, I never had them before except when I was on a business trip in Thailand, and they're so sweet compared to, like, grapefruit or whatever. But Man, I don't know. You know, I cut off the, the flat end where the stem is or where the stem would be, I guess. But it's after that. I just get completely lost. Do you have any advice or maybe I'm using like I should be using a particular type of knife or something? You, you know what? Pomelos are really hard. In fact, um, I usually I mean, I can tell you right now, this is not my strong suit. I love a pomelo. I usually make a mess. Um, they're just so delicious. I don't care if it's messy. But I would say, are you so are you trying to supreme it, meaning that you're trying to cut off all of the the peel and the pith and get perfect slices, or are you just yeah, trying to section some, it? Some, some, I'm just trying to get it. Yeah, no, more like the first thing, kind of like you would do if you were eating like a, you know, an orange or something. Get the outside skin yep. off and then eat it in sections or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, okay, I would say, so these, I have, I do have a tip for you. So you want to just, you want to use, you make sure your knife is sharp. So, because that, you know, the skin is easy to cut through that first cut, but it's kind of hard to get the white piss off unless you have a very sharp knife. So I would say sharpen your knife before you start. And then the other tip is instead of trying to cut out the individual sections, take the, cut off all the peel and all the piss, then you have your, your naked pomelo, let, put it on a cutting board and cut round slices and that's going to look that's going to be a lot easier for you it's going to look beautiful it's going to taste great and it's just you're not trying to get in there with those sections because they're not exactly even is much harder so i think if you cut wheels it's going to be really pretty easy to serve and it'll save you a headache good luck mia naked pomelo it's a good name for a punk naked band. pomelo <laughs> 
<laughs> My guest so is Melissa, <laughs> Melissa Clark. The name of her book is Kid in the Kitchen, 100 Recipes and Tips for Young Home Cooks. You know, it was interesting you said, Pamela, it made me think, you know, New York kids are pretty adventurous eaters, but you will run up against the picky eater now and again. What are some of your tips for getting your kids to try new things, new tastes? You know, picky, I I really believe that um, most people go through a picky eating stage. I mean, my mother loves to remind me that I was a picky eater too when I was a little kid. So, um, you know, I think that, I think, you know, we as parents tend to, and I know I did the same thing with my daughter. I got sort of personally offended when she wouldn't taste food that I would make. But I was like, what? You're not going to taste, you know, even something simple like a fish stick, a homemade fish stick. Like, no, no, no. So, but I, I got over myself and I, I started to just give her the space um, and respect her. You know, I mean, she, she is 13. She's still, you know, she'll eat some things, but she's not as adventuresome an eater as maybe, um, you know, I am right now as an adult, she will either get there or she won't. So I think the most important thing is take yourself out of the equation and sort of let them be the who they are. But at the same time, always have, if you're eating something delicious, you know, I will always offer it to her. I will always, and I will always kind of be exuberant in my appreciation of whatever food it is. Like, um, I don't know, like she doesn't, she has this thing about seafood. She won't eat any shrimp or any fish. So I'm always, you know, I will eat this delicious seafood and you know show it to her offer it to her she she keeps saying no but I do believe that one day she will say yes and I'm just so we're going with it so I would say you know meet your kid where they're at respect who they are and keep offering them the good stuff because one day they're going to taste that good stuff and they're going to be like oh my god what have I been missing out on oh my god give me that lobster roll over here mom (laughs) it is true those are true facts the name of the cookbook is kid in the kitchen 100 recipes and tips for young home cooks my guest has been melissa clark melissa thank you so much for making time for us we really do appreciate it it's lovely to chat with you happy new year